welcome to Christian Financial Perspectives, where you're invited to gain insight, wisdom, and knowledge about how Christians integrate their faith, life, and finances with a biblical worldview. Here's your Christian Financial Advisors host, Bob Barber, and his co-host, Sean Peters. Welcome to another episode of Christian Financial Perspectives, where we discuss how to use God's Word in finance. Bob, what do we got for today? Well, we have for today, Sean, we're going to be talking about the number one reason for financial failure. Uh, and, that's going to be a good one. And I got a little tagline behind that, and it's not what you think. Most people are going to think very differently about financial failure after we cover today. Well, then before we go any further, for those of you watching on, on YouTube, go ahead and put a comment down below on what you think the f- number one reason for financial failure is. Hey, that's a great idea. Yeah. I and like that. And then we'll that. see who, who got it right at the yeah. end. Yeah. <laughs> Do they get a prize? Uh, yeah. You get to be the right comment. <laughs> okay. There you go. That's right. <laughs> if you're listening to us, though, I guess you'll, you'll have to go to YouTube yeah. for that. So l- let's start with a couple of scriptures. Okay. How about Proverbs thirteen eleven? I think that's a good one. Dishonest money dwindles away. But whoever gathers money, little by little, makes it grow. You know, it's the last part of that that's so, that's so powerful here, um, is that gathering money little by little. That's what makes it grow. It's not all about getting rich quick. That's right. Yeah. And we've talked a lot about that on Christian Financial Perspectives. Yep. Well, let's do one more then. Okay. Second Peter 3, 8. But do not let this one fact escape your notice, beloved, that with the Lord one day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years like one day. That's one of my, I, I, I love that scripture. I've thought about it over the time. And, you know, because sometimes people say, well, the Lord's going to be coming back tomorrow. Well, I say, well, you know, it could be a thousand years because one day mm-hmm. is like a thousand years with the Lord because right. when we look at eternity and how long time is. But, I, but you'll see how this goes, how these scriptures go with this later during the podcast, all right? Or episode because episode. now we do video. That's right. And so we're going to be covering the number one reason for financial failure today, but next episode we're going to be covering the number one reason behind financial success. So make sure you tune into that one too. There's always two sides to it, and I want to give the reasons for financial success as well. But I think it's important that we look at these reasons, and a lot yeah. of people may relate to this because some of this has happened in their family, possibly. Yeah. Okay. Now, I think what we should do first is, you know, what is considered a financial failure? Because if, you know, you, you don't know what we're talking about here, mm-hmm. you might be thinking something very different. Yeah. And so uh, just to kind of get us all on the same page here, we're going to go over five examples that we've seen over and over. I've seen this. You, you uh, more so than me. Oh, yeah. In 30 years of doing this, I have seen these examples many, many times. And that first one? That first one. A breadwinner dies without life insurance or enough to take care of the family in their absence. Seen this many times, unfortunately, and it, and um, the breadwinner thinks that oh, all I need is a hundred thousand dollars worth of coverage, and they make a yeah. hundred thousand a year, right? And then so, they pass, so you got one year exactly. And, yeah, or you just haven't gotten around to raising that coverage, or you hadn't, you don't have any coverage yeah. at all. This is a very sad one, especially yeah. with a, a, a breadwinner that has a couple of children yeah. at home, like you do. Yeah, you you got it. It make changes sure. over time. I know yeah. when when Jenna and I first got married, you know the amount that I got was you know wasn't millions of dollars, but mm-hmm. but the amount that I got at the time was enough that should something happen to me, 
it would give Jenna enough to completely pay off the house mm-hmm. was the first thing. And also give her, I think it was like five years worth of, you know, sup- supplemental income. Right. You know, she wasn't going to be living like a queen, but it would be enough to cover all the necessities and everything. Give her time. Hope, hopefully she'd grieve me for at least five years. You know, <laughs> Well, you know, life but, insurance today is just so cheap, Sean, yeah. that um, I, there's no reason for you to not get a, a five or 10 or 15 year term policy. Yeah. It's just, but it, but again, it dollar. changes over time. So that's one of the things that, you know, like if you are the primary income earner, you know, make sure that, Hey, you, you got a new kiddo. Mm-hmm. Well, you need to reevaluate your life insurance as an example, especially if you're still younger. You know, obviously, if you're talking about, you know, someone in their 50s and, and 60s, then by then you really should be focusing more on your own assets because life insurance gets a little more expensive <laughs> no as you kidding, get older. No kidding, I know. Yeah. No, yeah. So anyway, so that's the first one. So here's the second one I've seen, and this one just uh, puts the family – I mean, is the old saying – you ever heard the old saying, rakes you over the coals? Yes. I mean, it yes. just – really rakes the family over the coals and it is very sad and i've yeah. seen this maybe five to ten times in my career go ahead so it's it's when is. when when you have a family member that dies without a will mm-hmm. and everything is locked up in probate for months or yeah. longer yes which also then costs the family thousands of dollars in attorney fees and all those accounts are locked up so yeah. you know whether it's spouse parent grandparent aunt or uncle when someone dies without that will in place, it, there's so much of that that could be preventable. Both the frustration, you know, like you've already lost a loved one, yeah. But then to have to go through all the probate and the costs associated with it, and and not even having access to much of the the funds anyway that yeah. could have helped with, you know, all kinds of things. So let's so, get into the third third financial failure that I see a lot of, and this one is a sad one as well. Yeah. These are sad. All these are, are tough to say, yeah. but there's a reason. There's a number one reason this happens to every one of these failures right. that comes behind it. So this next one is uh, someone 65 to 70 years mm-hmm. old. Yeah, They can't retire because they lack enough savings and investments to provide enough income for necessities. Yeah. You know, again, it doesn't mean necessarily having enough to retire like a king or queen. No, we're not talking but, about ten million. But not even being able to retire just for basic living expenses, right? You yeah. know, and it's it's sad. Yeah. So uh, the fourth one is there's there's no cash reserves when an emergency situation arises or uh, or loss and loss of income um, or, or, or sickness or sickness yeah. or uh, just how about this one? Just your your air conditioning breaks nowadays. That yeah. can cost twenty thousand dollars to fix. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that is that causes failure because now what do you do? You either have to go in debt or you have to go and say your 401k and borrow money out. Right. And I consider that financial failure. Yeah. And I've seen this not five times like we did on the probate. I've seen this hundreds of times. Yeah. yeah. And a good, you know, a good rule of thumb that we always talk to people about is, you know, they, they have money that they want to invest. And, and the first, one of the first things we ask is, well, what's in your emergency fund right now? And, and many times people don't have an emergency fund. Or they, they ask, well, what do you mean? How much should be in there? Yeah. <clears throat> so you, you always want to make sure you've got about six months of your expenses, at least for an emergency fund. And you might want to have a little something else too. Like you said, what if something goes out that's expensive? So let's get to the fifth one. And we're going to just keep going. And, you know, we got to get, get to five of these. And there's more, but I'm only using five today. And that fifth one I see is a, a financial decision that cannot be made on behalf of someone when they've been in a major accident 
or uh, maybe they've had a heart attack and they go into a coma for a while mm-hmm. and they don't have the right documentation in place to make financial decisions. I've seen this um, not a lot, but it has happened and it can be scary because now yeah. the person that makes the financial decisions is no longer competent to do so. So okay? making sure you and your spouse are both you know, on accounts and you know, have signing authorization or, you know, maybe the other part might be yeah. is, is having some sort of limited power of attorney or medical power of attorney That's or right. things like that. Yeah. So I want to ask you, you have any guesses yet? You have any, It's really one word that leads to all this, these reasons for financial failure. Any guesses? And if you're watching, last chance to put it in the comments. Yeah, put it in the comment. Okay. <laughs> all right. Now, I'm going to go over the next part. We're going to give you some hints as to what this this word might be, because it's a major word, and I'm telling you, I've seen this over and over, the number one reason, but we're going to quickly go through these. Sean, okay. you're going to read one, and then I'm going to read one, okay? All right. All right. So to give you a hint, it's nearly Christmas. I'll get around to getting that will done after the new year. It's a new year, and we're so busy. Let's wait a few months till it slows down, and then we can get on it. Oh, no. Got to get those tax returns done first. Then we can talk about getting that will done. Saving and investing, you know, getting adequate life insurance policy. Let's let's just wait till after April fifteenth. Oh no, it's April fifteenth. Um, after it's after then, school is about out for the summer. We're so busy now with all the kids and activities. Let's wait until after school is out to get all this done. The kids are only young once. We really need to plan our summer vacation for the yeah. family now, and we are all just so busy with the kids out of school. So let's do all of this when we get back from summer vacation and, you know, get the kids back in school, kind of get back on a normal schedule. Yeah. yeah. Well, we got them back in school now, right? But now we're so busy with the kids and school and football and soccer and band and dance practices. Let's wait until things slow down a little, and then we'll get some of these things done, like getting that life insurance policy, Mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. Or starting that savings plan. Exactly. And the cycle continues. Now we're back to Thanksgiving and Christmas, and what do you know, New Year's? So, Sean, there's never... um, there's never a convenient time, okay? There's never a convenient time to do these things to keep you from having financial failure, all right? Sean, you have an example. When yeah. I was talking to you about this, is I think it's interesting that we have a client that for six years has mm-hmm. been what – is, what is this example? So, un- un- unfortunately, we, we have a, a client that for the last six years, you know, going back and looking at the previous meetings that we would mm-hmm. had – you know, and and seeing basically what looks like the same meeting, which is okay. Here's where you're at. Here's here's what you might be able to retire on. Okay. Here's what's going on, and you know, kind of here's here's the shortfall, and, and here's the solution. Okay, so you know, maximize the maximize your IRA contributions, and you know, a couple other little things, and so we you know get together the paperwork to mm-hmm. to get that move money yeah. authorization in place and get everything ready to go, and then same thing happens every year where we have a couple months where we're contacting the client and trying to trying to get things signed and move forward and and it's one of the things that one we of basically those things just that have, we like oh we'll do it later we'll get mm-hmm. this done and and now six years have gone by six years that could have involved consistent investing and actually getting more prepared for retirement and now if they wanted to retire in another three or four years they're not going to be able to because of that thing we talked about before they're not gonna even going to be able to meet minimum necessities so here's that thing so, already all right it's one word it's called procrastination Procrastination. End of video. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Procrastination is the number one reason for financial failure. Every one of these that we named was because 
of procrastination. Mm -hmm. It was procrastination to get the will done. It was a procrastination to get the life insurance policy or to get more yep. coverage. Um, it, it was procrastination to start saving. It's procrastination. So, yep. Sean? You know, there's, there's another word that could go right along with that, Bob. Okay. All of these resulted from procrastination, but they were all preventable. Every one of them. Every one of them was, was preventable. So, Sean, I, I went and I did some research on procrastination. Like, why is this happening? Mm -hmm. I, I thought, well, this, this person just won't get around to it or they're just lazy or whatever. I was wrong. Yeah. So I'm, there's a definition. Well, and not only that, Bob, but I thought it was really cool how God kind of orchestrated this, this script together because – you tell me what oh, this yeah, is about, that is and it. I go, well, that's weird because it was like two days, you know, before yeah. that maybe that I had just had a, a TED Ed video that I saw pop up in my in my feed, and mm -hmm. it was on procrastination and like the science and the psychology of it, and it was just kind of cool, you know. We kind of both came to the same yeah. conclusion separately. So, so I found two different definitions of procrastination. One is. And, and uh, Garrett, I want you to put this up while I'm reading this so everybody can see this. Procrastination is the habit of avoiding urgent tasks despite negative consequences. Mm -hmm. When people procrastinate, they often delay priorities and instead focus on less important, more enjoyable, simpler tasks instead. Mm -hmm. Okay, Sean, will you read that next one and put that, <clears throat> this definition up for also? Sure. Procrastinators tend to prefer pleasure over progress. They are task adverse, putting off important tasks by doing something else that feels more productive or easier and enjoyable. They don't seek rewards that seem far into the future. So we're going to go over – there was a lot of <clears throat> words at some common reasons about what causes procrastination. And we're just going to list these. But I, I'm telling you, as I went over this, I, I never thought of it that way, especially this first one, which is – Perfectionism. Perfectionism. Yeah. So they're waiting for the perfect time. So a lot of people that procrastinate are actually perfectionist. Yeah. Which they want to yeah. do it the right way, right? Yeah. It's not, you know, and I used to think that too, that procrastination was uh, typically more associated with people are just lazy, you know, or like they just, they don't feel like doing it's, any it's work. It's not and, the case. And yet the vast majority of it is, is I mean, we're going to go through them, but you yeah. got perfectionism. You have fear fear of failure. Yeah. I can you see that. Fear can of criticism. Yeah. That you know? I'm, I've made the wrong choice, so yeah. I'm just going to procrastinate, and I'm not going to move forward. And, and I, I felt that. that when we were going through these and making this list, like, oh, I feel guilty yeah. of that so many times, too, where I realize I've been putting this task off not because I don't know how to do it or not because I don't realize it's important, but because to an extent, I'm in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, well, I don't want to fail at it. Yeah. You know, so, so I, you for those of you watching and listening, yeah. I, I feel you. This is yeah. not just something we're throwing yeah. at you and we're not guilty I think of we it. all feel this. Okay. Yeah. All of us have done this. Um, as an example, to uh, avoidance. I just, I'm just mm -hmm. going to avoid this. It's not going to happen. Maybe it'll I'm go away. I'm never going to die. Um, I'm never going to get sick. Um, I'm never going to retire. I'm never going to have a cash reserve need. I'm yeah. like, wait a second. But you can avoid it for only so long because it's going to come along because there's a time for every yeah. season under the sun. And it says in Ecclesiastes that there's a time mm -hmm. for everything. You know, Bob, my, my pastor, in the last message he said, I don't remember in the context of what he was talking about, but, <laughs> but he did say that right now, last I checked, the death rate's still hovering at about 100%. Yeah, yeah. You know? so, so that avoidance is not going to work because yeah. eventually we're going to go be at home with the Lord. <laughs> There could there could also be some self esteem issues, a tendency to self defeat, 
Um, mm-hmm. it, depression can cause procrastination, uh, trouble focusing. Yeah. Um, this is kind of one that maybe you and I, Sean, with our high energy. What? No, ADD? Yeah, not I, at all. Neither one of us. <laughs> I, I'm not on medication for that either. I mean, <laughs> uh, task aversion, resisting challenges. You don't like that challenge. You just don't want to, because it doesn't feel good. It's yeah. hard yeah. to go into that. Okay. Number 12, decision fatigue. Oh, yeah. That I think one. a lot of people do that. Yeah, yeah, especially I mean you're you're at work and you know you have all these different things you have to do and you're trying to make decisions between all of them and you you literally just get fatigued from all the decisions you make and so you avoid some of them, you procrastinate. Yeah. And it doesn't go away. So we only have three more. Okay. okay. <laughs> Difficulty defining goals, a disconnect with the future self and really just a, a lack of energy. Mm-hmm. And I got a lot of these from a, from a website that uh, we could put up there. I, I thought it was really good, What Causes Procrastination. Yeah. Um, so. And there's also a really great TED-Ed video that we can maybe throw in there yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah, if you could do that for us, Garrett, and get that get that in there. Okay, so one, one of the things I thought was, let's give some solutions. And one is, I think, start very small. Okay. Don't try to eat the whole elephant at one time. Just take small bites. And if you're a vegetarian, don't eat the entire or you know uh, gourd at yeah. one time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you know when we looked at these five things, like if the breadwinner, if you think that you need more life insurance, well, go online today and just get a quote. Yeah. Or just call your life insurance agent. Maybe that's the one thing you're going to do. Not all yeah. five of these, but just that one that we mentioned. Or, or if you don't have a will, make make that call to an attorney. So yeah. you don't have to do number one right now, but maybe you just need to do number two right yeah. now. Or you you haven't started saving. Well, you look at that and you're going, man, I I just don't have the funds. Don't go to Starbucks. Yeah. <laughs> Quit buying the expensive coffees. Uh, don't don't go out to eat as much. Yeah, just start with twenty dollars a month or fifty dollars a month. You know, yeah. fifty dollars per pay period. Just get it. Just do something where you get in the habit of adding something to your yeah. investments. It doesn't have to be that you're completely maxing it out. But like you said, you know, maybe it's fine. Fine for that little step, Bob. Find one thing that you know you keep spending money on that's very discretionary. You don't really need, and cut that budget in half and invest the other half. So it's like we were going to say at the very end, I just got to say right now, it's all about baby steps. That's right. Now, you knew when I said that what I was talking about. There's a funny movie from years ago called What About Bob? And, you know, I'm Bob, so it's called What About Bob? And it is so funny, but it talks about baby steps. And and he can't get anything done because he's scared to go to the next one. And and then that you got to see that movie. It is hilarious. And, And he starts doing baby steps. And eventually gets where he can do anything. That's right. He actually becomes a psychologist (laughs) in the very end. It is a funny movie. But I'm just telling you, don't don't try for the all or nothing approach. That's right. Okay. Yeah, just little parts at a time. And I think we we can help you get over that procrastination. And it's just like the scripture we read. It's little by little. Yeah. It's not all at once. Yeah. It's little by little. Just start knocking out those individual steps make it this week i'm just gonna call the attorney and make an appointment for the will yeah make it next week i'll i'll just one call one call. oh i mean i'm talking 40 or 50 hours in the week just make you know five minutes five <laughs> minutes to make the phone call to the insurance agent or That's to right. go online for that quote your family will appreciate it. You will appreciate it. Yeah. You will be glad that you started you know go to your human resource uh 
is at your work and, and start that retirement plan. Say, hey, you yeah. know, I'm going to put 25 a week out of my paycheck, and yeah. then it's going to be 50, and then it, eventually you'll be surprised. I've got clients that are putting a thousand. Yeah, you know, a month or two thousand a month your, into their plans. Your your goal would be to just slowly try to increase that right. stuff at your work for your retirement, and at least get to where you're putting away the maximum your company will match. Yeah, you know, because otherwise you're leaving free money on the table. Well, that's going to do it for today. I, so. I tell you, yeah. if you need help, we want to help guide you to get you in the right direction for this. And you can give us a call at eight three zero. 609-6986 during business hours, or you can text that number, mm-hmm. or you can go visit our website at christianfinancialadvisors.com. Now, I want you to join us on our next episode because we're going to be going over the number one reason behind long-term financial success. And that's going to just be two words, okay? This week was one word, procrastination. The next one will be two words. You can be thinking about what those words are that link up to long-term financial success. Until then, thank you for joining us, and God bless. We invite you to listen to all of our past episodes covering many financial topics from a Christian perspective. To make sure you don't miss any of Bob's upcoming episodes, you can subscribe to Christian Financial Perspectives on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or Amazon Music. To learn more about integrating your faith with your finances, visit ChristianFinancialAdvisors.com or call 830-609-6986. Investment advisory services offered through Christian Investment Advisors, Inc., DBA Christian Financial Advisors, also known as Christian Financial Advisors Management Group, a registered investment advisor. Comments from today's show are for informational purposes only and not to be considered investment advice or recommendations to buy or sell any company that may have been mentioned or discussed. The opinions expressed are solely those of the host, Bob Barber, and his guests. Bob does not provide tax advice and encourages you to seek guidance from a tax professional. While Christian Investment Advisors believes the information to be accurate and reliable, we do not claim or have responsibility for its completeness, accuracy, or reliability.